We are here at SEC Media Days, day number three, of course, live from Nashville, Tennessee. Welcome to the show, everybody. John Talty, now of 24-7 Sports, of course, senior writer, but still very close to the SEC here at Media Days. And now that Alabama and Auburn have both gone, we'll talk West football with you as well. But just in general, I thought Saban, I don't know, I want to know what you you think because you've been around him a lot, but I thought he was a softer, kinder, gentler Nick Saban. He didn't have like a bully pulpit topic he wanted to drive home. He talks about his grandmother. He talks about Italy, flexed on the brand a little bit. What were your impressions of Nick Saban sort of, what does it mean about his team? And he's always talking in code. So what did you think of his performance? Yeah, no, I agree with that because I feel like in past years, there's either been some hot topic that everybody wants his opinion on or there's this off-season controversy or something. And like this year, this really wasn't. And so there was nothing that like you walked into that room like, I got to hear what Nick Saban has to say about this. And so that's where you got the Italy story and the carrot cake and all these other kind of fun, goofy stuff that happens at SEC Media Days. So I think it was interesting in that he kind of – Indicate that he likes this team, but then he also got into the, you know, how expectations can be an issue. And so it, it was a little, a little all over the place, I guess, in that regard. But I think that he felt, you know, refreshed and, and good and all that. And like you said, I think a little bit of a softer version of maybe what we've seen in the past years. So I think it's probably going to dictate, it's probably, it's probably going to depend on what happens this year because this is the first year where I felt like Alabama has some questions about the direction of the program. I'm not doubting Nick Saban. I'm not doubting the talent. I'm just saying if they go 10-2 and two again, it'll be the second consecutive year where they probably don't win the West, which is largely unprecedented. And so it just makes Alabama more interesting to me, and therefore it makes his performance subsequently more interesting to me. If they're not as good as number two or number three in the nation, or they don't win the division, how are we going to perceive like we're not going to talk about his performance at media days but it but to me it says that like I'm taking a trip for the first time in the offseason. Maybe at 71, there is he's finally starting to relax. I, I don't know. What's the? I don't even know if that's the right question. Well, I think it's funny also that he t talked about, and I had heard this before he even went that like he really didn't want to go. You know, he kind of got dragged. Like, listen, you're going, and it, it seems like he had a great time there, and you know, he got spotted a bunch, and that was a fun little story. But yeah, I think it's interesting in that like heading into this year, there feel like there are more questions than past years. You know, last year I think when you and I talked like. Everybody felt like that team was going to win it all. You know, it was stacked, especially at the top. Bryce Young, Will Anderson felt like Georgia was going to take maybe a little step back. Didn't happen. They lose two games, and then, you know, they, they don't make the playoff. And, and I think what's interesting is, you know, I was talking to J.C. Latham, their offensive tackle, uh, earlier, and he was like, we're, we're mad about this. You know, like basically, like, we're going to win it all. We find that talk disrespectful, and 11-2 and is not good enough. So you saw a little bit of that Alabama swagger and that it's so rare, and it's still a little silly to think that Alabama is an underdog, but there is a little bit more of a narrative that they can actually work off of, and that typically is when – Alabama and Nick Saban are at their most dangerous. When there's anyone out there in the world doubting them, they will use that. And I think you'll see that used a lot this year heading into the season. It's funny. If you want to hear that clip, uh, you can keep check out on the YouTube page because I, I was standing there when he said that. And it was it was not disrespectful to other people. It wasn't like bulletin board material, but it was very much like, no, nah, dude, we're going undefeated. We're, we're, we are not happy with what happened last year. Uh, so if you're filling out your ballot, LSU on paper today probably has the more complete team. But the schedule is very different. The game's in Tuscaloosa. Alabama could be fully baked. The cake could be done by the time that game comes around. So if you're filling out your ballot in the West right now, are you going LSU or are you going Alabama? 
I'm going Alabama, you know, and I think that there's plenty of reasons to pick LSU. I understand that thing, but I think that, you know, the game is at Alabama this year. I think that made a huge difference. And we saw last year over and over again, that Alabama team really struggled on the road. And a lot of their toughest games on paper are at home this year. And so I think that will be helpful. Um, I think that, you know, that's later in the season. By that point, they will have, as you said, a fully baked cake, presumably, you know, who that will be, we don't know, but they will have a starter by that point. I think the Texas game is, you know, maybe the bigger question mark for them right now. But I just think the fact that they lost last year, there's all the questions. Like, it just feels like this is a return for Alabama. That's what I think. Is LSU more equipped to beat Georgia in a one-game situation, or is, or is Alabama's depth and sort of overall roster maturity – Make them a more likely, like a more likely team to beat Georgia in a one-game situation from a formula standpoint. It's a great question. You know, I think that I think I'd pick Alabama, but like I could see the I could see the LSU argument, and I think again, if you look at from star talent, that LSU team has some similarities to Alabama from a year ago, and that you've got great quarterback, you've got a great individual defensive player, you know, similar to Alabama, we'll see where the full depth is there. Even Brian Kelly seemed to indicate, you know, like, we're not fully there yet. You know, we still need to keep recruiting and bringing guys in. And, and Alabama's very young, but there's a lot of talent. They've recruited at a very high level for a long time. And so, you know, I think that they'll they'll be there, but I mean, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I think, again, that Texas game is such an interesting early challenge. You lose that game, it just puts so much pressure the rest of the way. So I, I've asked this question of everybody because I think the middle class in the SEC is healthier than it's ever been. Some of that's questions at quarterbacks for some of these teams, but just really good, healthy situations. Arkansas fans are excited about their team and their quarterback. Ole Miss fans are excited. Mississippi State fans, even through all the tragedy, are excited about how many seniors they've got coming back. Will Rogers. Uh, Auburn fans are more excited, in my opinion, about this season than Alabama fans are. Alabama fans are like Yankees fans. They just always expect national championships, but Auburn fans are like Mets fans in that they are so excited about Hugh Freeze. So, and, and you could throw in the east you could throw Tennessee you could throw Kentucky in there South Carolina fans are excited um, of the middle class and we'll get to Auburn in a second but of the middle class who is it that you like to bubble up Texas A&M is a part of this as well who is it that you like to bubble up maybe one or two teams that are this year's Tennessee or teams that you think could challenge to get into that top tier yeah, it's interesting. You know, before I got here, we did a 24-7 sports, like kind of a, you know, an early poll. And it was really hard after the first three or four to know where to put teams because it felt, no disrespect to Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt felt like it was at the bottom. But beyond that, it was hard. I didn't really know where to put these different teams. It feels like, you know, there, I feel like there's been some Texas A&M buzz recently. I'm skeptical. I feel like the last couple of years makes me skeptical. You know, we'll see. I'd love to, you know, just be a fly on the wall of Bobby Petrino and Jimbo Fisher for, you know, a season. Be a great John Feinstein book um, if they ever gave that access. But, you know, I, I think there's some teams that are interesting. I mean, Tennessee, I do think, is going to be very good again. Uh, in the East, you know, South Carolina, I feel like it's getting some buzz. I'm curious to see what they can do. Uh, in, in the West, I mean, LSU was kind of the surprise team last year. Ole Miss is kind of intriguing to me, you know. I mean, it's Lane, you know, and, like, they fumbled it kind of down the stretch. But, you know, lots of potential talent at the quarterback position. I think Judkins is awesome. Best running back, I think, probably in the SEC. And, you know, I just think he's going to do some interesting things offensively. So, I guess if I had to pick a team to break out, I, th I think it's Ole Miss, but I don't know how confident I really am in that pick. 
No, I can tell that you're not that, that confident. I, A&M because of the dudes, Tennessee because of the offense, South Carolina because of the game management, Kentucky because of the overall program maturity, Ole Miss because of Lane and, and the offense and the schedule, and you know Arkansas because of KJ. And like You could just make a case for all these teams, So which brings us to Auburn. I'm not sure we can make the case for Auburn to be that team, but they will be better. Hugh Freeze has a track record of making teams much better, much quicker. Um, he didn't have to answer any difficult questions at all yesterday in day number three, or day number two, um, but I, it's not necessarily the place for those kinds of questions. But how, wh- what is your short-term prognosis? Like, what is Auburn this year? And then what is the long-term proje- projection for Hugh Freeze? I'm more bullish on Auburn this year than I think a lot of people are, in part for the reasons that you're talking about. Like, I've seen some people that have them, you know, 12 or 13 in the SEC. I don't see that at all. I think that Hugh Freeze is too good of a coach. I mean, Peyton Thorne will see what he does, but I think he'll, he'll elevate whatever he is capable of doing. We've seen him give – you know, these defenses, it was a few years ago, but used to give defenses fits. You know, we talked about great second-half adjustment guy. I think they're going to be a middle-of-the-pack SEC team this year, and it's in part just because they don't have enough dudes to be better than that. But I think long-term, they will compete to win the SEC. I mean, I think we know he can recruit. We know he's a good offensive coach. I think he's going to have a good staff. You know, I, I feel pretty strong about what they're capable of doing, and I think it's worth mentioning, too, that, you know, you talk to different people around the SEC, and, like, I think Auburn is well set up from an NIL standpoint to be very competitive moving forward. And so if they have a little bit of success this year, which I think they will, it'll almost be the opposite of the Brian Harson, in which I think you'll see money flow in, and it'll ramp up even more. Amazing how that works when all the money flows in when there's a guy that they like uh, instead of he, Brian Harson, who couldn't get anybody to write a check except for, of course, his buyout, um, which is which is of course very very interesting. So when when you look at this this league, we just mentioned all the sort of the strength of the middle class, and everyone seems happy, everyone seems excited. Florida fans are sort of like patient; they have to be on the build because Billy Napier is working on the build and the infrastructure is there, starting to see some results on the recruiting trail, um, and you know somebody is going to be disappointed like this is you cannot have 14 happy fan bases at the start of the season and the end of the season who are the teams and I don't know since you've been here if you've if you've changed your opinion or if you've been when you're studying it who are the teams that we look at we've we had expectations for we just talked about all of them who are the ones that like again I should you should be terrified that everyone's this happy in my opinion coaches should be who are the coaches that are entering next season with pressure because of lack of performance this year. I mean, I think you mentioned. I think it's Billy Napier at Florida. You know, I do think. I think there's patience right now, but I think that patience disappears quickly. And I think that it's. I think that's. A, and you talk to people at Florida. It was a bigger rebuild than I think people realize. You know, and I think Dan Mullen didn't necessarily leave that cupboard super full. And so, I think that they're. Again, people love to preach patience for the first year, maybe the second year. I think if he doesn't win the way that fan base expects to win going into year three people be like "Uh oh billy might be in trouble and i think also you know if you go level up you know i think scott strickland is a great ad but if that hire doesn't work you know scott's going to feel some hot seat too and and then it's just like well are we just going to make a big change it's just what happens you know and so i think that's one of them and i think if you just look at the top tier teams alabama georgia lsu maybe even throw in Tennessee, I think all four or so, especially the first three, think that they can win a national championship this year. And two of them can't, at least, maybe all three. But somebody out of Alabama and LSU is going to be disappointed this year. And I think if Georgia does not win the East, and I think they will, but if they were somehow not win the East, I think that fan base would be very disappointed as well. 
So you've moved on to the National Beat, of course, senior writer. Make sure you check out his stuff for 24-7. Uh, as you start covering teams around the country, there are a handful, in my opinion, that have the formula to beat Georgia. And I think it takes an elite quarterback. I think it takes skill weapons. I think it takes a good offensive scheme, maybe some pass rushers. Uh, who in college football do you, if you had to put two, three, four teams, whoever's on the list, Ohio State showed us a little bit of that last year. Missouri played a very different game against Georgia last year. Uh, can't, I don't think you can play that game and beat them. Um, who are the teams that have the formula around the country? You can, I'll just, we'll just take LSU and Alabama off the table because they kind of count as teams that are, could do it. Who around the country, in your opinion, as you move into the, the national scene that you think can handle Georgia from a one-game situation, playoff upset type of deal? I mean, you mentioned Ohio State. I mean, I think Ohio State, the way that they can recruit consistently, I think is one of them. You know, I think if you look at just from the star, great quarterback standpoint, I think you have to talk about USC, you know, and just what they have, you know, coming back. And, you know, I, I'm always a little skeptical, I think, of just the way they faded down the stretch and whether they'll be battle-tested enough by the time they would get a Georgia. But just from a, this is a dude who can win a game by himself, I think Caleb Williams is one of those kind of guys. And, I, I mean, you can talk yourself into it. I've been – maybe I'm just skeptical in general, but, like, Texas is a team I think people can talk themselves into. I don't – I'm not there yet, but, like, if they beat Alabama – and, you know, Quinn Ears is, is killing it. You could talk yourself into they've recruited enough talent that they're kind of getting up to that level. So those are some of them. I mean, but it'll be interesting to see, you know, can you talk yourself into Clemson? I'm not there yet. I mean, you, you try to go, like, conference by conference, who are the, the stars of it. I mean, it's not a lot that can beat Georgia. I mean, it's typically there are five, six contenders that can probably beat them, and I think two or so of them are in the SEC, maybe three. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this now. Just because I want to put it on tape, I have a, I could see Florida State beating Georgia in the national championship game. Yeah, I think that's a fair, and I think that's they've got some interesting early games. Florida State, and I think will be a good test. It's a team that's definitely getting a lot of buzz, ended strong. You know, you can talk yourself into that team for sure. Um, and I, I like Mike Norvell. I think he's a good coach, and so I think that will be that's an interesting one if they emerge out of the ACC you know it's probably them or Clemson and I think that that's an interesting contender for sure they get, they get two chances at Clemson they can lose the first one and come back and get them in the championship game or, or vice versa so we'll, we'll have to see John Talty of course no longer of AL.com but you can still check out the book of course uh, the let me see if I can do this off the top of my head the leadership secrets of Nick Saban correct yeah you nailed it yeah <laughs> so there you go check out Very check out the book. Google he did it for you <laughs> there you go uh, buy the book it's an excellent read really interesting into the inside of Nick Saban of course and check him out now on 24-7 Sports. Senior writer John Talty, thanks for hanging out with us, and thanks for listening here from Media Days on day number three.